0: USC hired their new athletic director, and it's getting a couple of big fight on salutes. You are locked on Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we're free. I cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate all of your support. Show your appreciation. It means a lot to the show, especially if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that red subscribe button. It's easy. It's free. And when you see that thumbs up, smash it. Break it until it doesn't come up ever again. And then smash it again. And don't forget that bell notification button. I don't want you to miss one episode Monday through Friday. All right. USC's new athletic director. Her name is Jennifer Cohen. The former University of Washington athletic director is now the new USC athletic director. And she's taking over for Mike Bone, who abruptly resigned back in the spring. Apologize for that. And I will say this. I have a feeling that this hire is probably going to work out a lot better than the last high-profile hire that USC made from the University of Washington. <coughs> Cough. Steve Hart, Starkeesian. <coughs> Cough. We hope everything's working out for Coach Sark. Jennifer, Jen Cohen became USC's 10th Director of Athletics. She was named on Monday. And she's also USC's first U- female athletic director. And here's what I'm going to say. She must have interviewed very, very, very well. There's that three times for emphasis. Because if the report is accurate, according to her contract at Washington, USC is going to have to pay a $1 million buyout on that contract. So what do you need to know about her? Here's what you need to know. She spent seven years as UW's athletic director. And before that, she was working her way up through the um, through the Washington, through their athletic department. I think she spent a total of 23, 24 years there. So um, she's just approaching, what, 53, 54 years of age? Half of her adult life, almost. <laughs> um, and then a few weeks ago, let's not forget this, a few weeks ago, Uh, she was actually finagling to get the Huskies into the Big Ten conference at a discount rate. Well, (laughs) now she's getting a huge pay raise and she's actually moving up to a more high-profile position. Not knocking my friends up there at Washington, but there's Washington and then there's USC. Bottom line. Here's what... USC President Carol Folt had to say during the, uh, I I think it was a really quickly put together introduction because it was set for one o'clock Monday afternoon. I can't remember what time I got the email Monday morning, but there was just a couple hours' notice. Quote, we wanted a leader with great integrity, above reproach, someone that would maintain our student centric focus and our academic excellence, winning the right way, a fierce competitor. And of course, there were other considerations. Our director of athletics would also need to be fully invested in making our athletics vision and our athletics moonshot a reality as we continue to build the best athletics department in the country with world-class facilities and innovative space planning that will benefit all of our teams and broaden our community while also prioritizing gender equity in support of Title IX. That last part is another show for another day. Um, However, the Athletics Moonshot is the new football um, high-performance facility, the new uh, lacrosse stadium. There's a lot going on at USC right now. So, first and foremost, USC Athletics comes and goes with the football program. I asked the question, is USC the first blue-blood football program to be run by a woman. And when I say Blue Blood, I'm referring to programs like USC, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, et cetera. Penn State, Cal, they don't really count. I know those those athletic departments were run by Sandy Barber. Penn State is on the cusp of Blue Blood. Cal, they've been around since ever. (laughs) But again, they're not a football powerhouse. Penn State's probably the closest. Trust me, I get the implication that some may have um, with with the way I'm phrasing that question. But I, I think it's significant. There's a lot of pressure that comes with being the athletic director at USC, let alone being the first female athletic director. However, if it's true, good luck. I Look, I know she's hired the last two Washington uh, football coaches, Kalen DeBoer, and I believe she was also part of the team that hired Chris Peterson as well. So those are two big notches that she could put on her headboard. Um, big time football coaches. And if Kalen DeBoer can follow up his first season at Washington with another one like that, good news, right? Washington's in good hands. However, you know, remember, she also hired Jimmy Lake, and she also extended the men's basketball coach, Mike Hopkins. So we know nobody's perfect. I just wanted to kind of balance the scales a little bit. Now, during her press conference, uh, she talked about how a strong, aggressive NIL program is crucial uh, to building an an athletics department. And um, what it's and how it's necessary to helping win, you know, a national championship in any one of USC's 21 sports that they participate in. So she said she's going to be rolling up her sleeves to build a to build USC's NIL program. And so for those of you who think she's going to OK the pay for high school recruits version of NIL, it ain't happening. Get over that. <laughs> This is what Lincoln Riley had to say about, um, quote, finger quotes, Jen on Monday night's Trojans live radio show. Quote, Jen is fantastic. Known a lot about her in just, uh, known a lot about her just in this business for the last several years. Friends with a lot of people that have worked with her and couldn't have come more highly recommended. Pretty, it's pretty obvious with the job she's done there at Washington, and not just what she's done, but how she's done it. End quote. Lincoln Riley is not an easy person to read verbatim because he doesn't really talk in complete sentences. So I apologize. I will get used to that. Now, I spoke to someone who is close to the Huskies Athletic Department. One of her strengths is fundraising. That's great. Because I spoke with someone at USC And believe it or not, USC can actually use some more financial resources. Um, They wanna get some of those projects that they've already earmarked started. And people who are running those projects are wondering, hey, where's that money? So um, here's another plus, she's a huge football fan. In fact, she grew up in Southern California, so she knows what USC is all about. (coughs) Excuse me, quote, There's probably nowhere else in America that we can develop into our best selves, more so than USC, Cohn said. It's a special place. It's a special time. We have excellent coaches, elite student athletes, a world class faculty, the letter winners, the donor support, and in a world class region and city, it's just a very, very unique place. I'll get her to add that one more very for emphasis. And if you, If you recognize that, you know, her her quote there, I think Lincoln Riley said something similar when he was hired. And you're also going to get a sense of her competitive nature uh, the more you get to know Jen Cohen. When you have this kind of momentum, and this is her talking, like we have here, there is no rest. We've got to put our foot on the gas and we've got to accelerate so we continue to elevate like that. I think this is probably my favorite quote from her introduction. And it reminded me of a former USC athletic director. I will lead with integrity and with character and with heart. And I will lead with a passion in a way that would be embarrassing sometimes on the sidelines. I think you know where I'm going with this now. So everybody, I'm preparing you for that. I get a little fired up during games and all competitions, end quote. Look, as far as I'm concerned, as long as she is not, berating or attacking the game officials who are going to be calling the USC game that day, I'm not going to be embarrassed. Especially if I see USC's athletic director kind of running up and down the sidelines celebrating another football championship. Here's what one source told me. I said, Mark, I think you're going to like her personality. She's like you. She cusses like a sailor. That made me start, I I started laughing right there on on the phone. It's true. If I kept a swear jar right here on my desk and I had to put a quarter in every time I said a curse word, I'd be a really, 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 really rich man. That was four times to really really emphasize, I cuss a lot, like a sailor. Here's the last thing I'm going to say about the new athletic director. And I'm going to talk more about it during the week as I get to as I get more information. I know one way for sure how the new athletic director, Jennifer Cohen, can make friends for a lifetime, USC friends. If I was her, my first order of business, my first executive order, if you will, is to make a public statement and formally request that the NCAA and the Heisman Trust pardon Reggie Bush and his Heisman Trophy. I'm telling you, if she did this, there might be some Trojan fans out there who I think would consider renting an airplane, attaching a banner, and flying it around the Coliseum on a game day with the words, fight on, Jen. Welcome to the Trojan family. On that note, for those of you who are going to be at the game this Saturday, Make sure you check out the, uh, the number of banners that are going to be in the peristyle end of the Coliseum. Make sure you count how many. There could be seven. There could be eight. I'm thinking there might be eight. Who knows what the significance is? I was just told to keep an eye out for it. So I'm telling everybody else, keep an eye out for it. And I think we're all thinking the same thing. So let's see if USC is ready to kind of put the full court press on before they leave the Pac-12. Her first official day starts on Tuesday. You're watching this episode of Locked on USC today. Welcome Jennifer Cohen as USC's new athletic director. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com, Locked on College, and get on your way to to being your best self. Look, we've all been there. You you get to that fork in the road, and you're faced with some tough choices, and you're unsure of which path to follow. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Look, sometimes for me, just talking about it with someone can help bring clarity to a situation. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to help your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch to therapist at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash LockedOnCollege today, and you're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E L P like Paul.com forward slash locked on college. Now, on yesterday's episode of Locked On USC, we started to break down the San Jose State team um, that USC is going to be playing Saturday. That's right. Check it out. We're moving into segment two here on the rundown. What should we expect from the USC defense going up against a let's let's be honest, a Spartan team that is a, a it's inferior, at least on paper. And Vegas, the odds makers, they've got USC as a 30-point favorite. I'm not quite sure what to take away uh, from an opponent like San Jose State because look, I anticipate anybody who is on USC's roster that's healthy enough to play. They're going to be on the field at some point Saturday afternoon, early evening. So what is an acceptable defensive performance? Especially if we're assuming that the backups and the backups to the backups are going to be playing much of the second half. How many points will Trojan fans be okay with on the final scoreboard? But I'm not sure. Well, I know for sure. (laughs) It wouldn't be fair. Uh, if we're setting up USC's defense in 2023 to look anything like Pete Carroll's 2008 defense. Remember, that defense gave up less than 10 points per game. We don't need that. We want that. We just need something to be slightly less efficient than, than Pete Carroll's 2008 defense. Anything like that, just Ready for another championship. So I guess maybe what we should be looking for Saturday is how each defensive position unit performs. Are we, in other words, are we looking for something different than last year? I I know that kind of that was kind of rhetorical. Yeah, of course we're looking for something different than last year. What I mean is (coughs) against Rice, for instance. USC had, what, four interceptions on that game? They returned three of those interceptions for touchdowns. So if USC needs that type of defensive performance against San Jose State, I'm telling you right now, next Monday's episode of Locked on USC, it's going to be interesting. I'm probably going to have some words, some, some constructive criticism, if you will. Here's what I'll be looking for: How well did the defensive line perform? Are they getting into the backfield? Are they creating havoc? Are they getting sacks? Are they forcing the Spartan quarterback, uh, Siobhan Cordero, to take off and run? Because he likes to do that. That's it's a natural part of his game. But are they forcing him to do it now? Because if he is. At that point, USC needs to make him pay the price. If a quarterback is going to expose his body, you make him pay the price. I'm not asking for an injury. You want to wear him down. Then I'm looking to see how well is the defense tackling. And I'm talking about at each level. Hopefully the secondary doesn't have to make any tackles especially in the run game. Because if they're making the majority of the tackles, um, that's telling me that there are still issues up front, as well as at the linebacker level. (coughs) I want to see how the four freshmen play on defense. Actually, there's going to be five. At rush end, defensive end, Sam Green, Braylon Shelby. One reminded people of Dwight Freeney, quick off the edge. And the other one, Braylon Shelby, he looks like he's going to be a bigger, faster, stronger version of Tuli Tuiapalotu. That's scary. But obviously, I want to see Captain America, the Destroyer, Tucker Curtis at linebacker. And then in the secondary, uh, Zion Branch. You know, he he's he's big, he's fast. He's got that intimidation factor. What position is he playing at safety? Is he nickel? Is he free? Is he strong? And there's a fifth freshman. I, I want Christian Pierce. He's really that, he's got that intrigue factor. Coaches raved about him all fall camp. You caught a glimpse of him during the spring game. Let's see uh, if he's ready to make a, make an impact this fall. I'm going to talk more about the defense, USC's defense, on tomorrow's episode of Locked On USC. Again, we're we're leading into the, the game three days away. By the time you watch the show, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four days. Excuse me, you're watching this episode on Tuesday. But Wednesday's episode, I will be talking more about the defense and more about USC's offense. Football season is about to kick off. And FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on your Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win during the regular season. So pick your Super Bowl winner now. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you're going to get bonus bets back for every single victory. And then you can use your bonus bets on the spread, player prop bets, the under overs, and a whole lot more. So visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. Third segment of the show. Now, I call this Monday's Morass. I know you're watching this on Tuesday. Monday's Morass, What If. I do this over on wersc.com every Monday. This is the column I write. And what it is, it's about what if scenarios typically following a game. Or I'll set up a rhetorical what if scenario heading into a game, Monday leading in, Monday following. See how it works? So, if you were over on WeAreSC.com today, hopefully you were, this is what I was, uh, these are some what-if scenarios that I posed leading into the San Jose State game. What if the Trojans defense gets tested against San Jose State? Look, I sort of touched on this in our last segment USC's defense. I want to remind people that USC's defense last year in the last four games gave up 2,000 yards and on average 37 points per game. Yeah, that not that cannot happen against San Jose State. So here's basically what how I set up the the what if scenario. How many series is it going to take for? USC's defensive rust to wear off. That's pretty much what it is. I don't think they're going to get tested too much. I think the biggest test is going to be for the USC fan base that likes to bet. Um, Again, USC is a 30 point favorite. Now, are you willing to have, are you willing to say that USC can cover that and you're, We know USC's offense will score. How confident are you in the defense? Here's here's another scenario I brought up. What if USC's defense allows more than 24 points? So, would that be a bad thing, you know, from an optics perception? I guess, depending on the situation and the personnel that's on the field. So, let's say through the first three quarters, USC's USC surrenders 17 points and the fourth quarter rolls along and you see 30 on the scoreboard. Again, when did it happen? If those additional points came when the bench was emptied, I think if you add some context to it and you explain it, not a big deal, especially if USC has got north of 50 on offense, pushing over 60. Again, if they cover right, here's a third. What if a freshman starts on defense? Look, I actually think there's two real possibilities of this happening. One more so than the other. I think the real possibility is Tackett Curtis starting at linebacker next to Mason Cobb. And I, I say this because I I think the rest of the linebackers are going to play a limited role as much as possible. Again, they're coming. They're they're all nursing some sort of minor dings and dents. Uh, look, if Eric Gentry isn't a hundred percent, he doesn't even need to play in this game. Give those reps to Tackett. I think another, and I think it's probably less of a less of a chance of it happening. Zion Branch. I could see it happening sometime soon. Again. Coaching staff loves what he brings to the table. When you have teammates and members of your coaching staff referring to you as Captain America, I think you have to anticipate Curtis is going to eventually take a starter's role. And I again, I, I mentioned Zion Branch. Those physical intangibles, he's not quite as big as Taylor Mays but he has that type of game. That's scary, right? <laughs> okay, here. What about this? And I put this one on the fans. What if the fans disappoint and stay home? They don't even come out to the first game of the season. Here's what I said. No one's going to be able to blame the LA weather. I know August is usually really warm, especially in August, end of August, early September. But the the temperature is forecasted to be in the low 80s, and that's the high during the day. USC is kicking off at 5 p.m. I don't you don't want to use Salute to Troy as as the gauge, but I heard that you know the, the temperature was kind of tempid as far as the uh, the crowd at Salute to Troy. It's been bigger is basically what is the way it was described to me. USC capacity is 77,000. I think the announced attendance, I'm not saying this will be how many, but I'm going 66,439, mark it down, put it in the bank. And then I'm just kind of throwing this out there. I know recruiting is always at the forefront of Trojan football fans' minds. What if USC gets a surprise commitment this month? What if they get two? Jalen Harvey from, uh, was it, Orchard? Oh, God. He's in Virginia, or the D.C. area. He's getting ready. He's getting close to making a commitment. In fact, uh, I'll tell you where he's from right now. Quince Orchard, right? Did I get that right? Yes. Uh, He's getting ready to make an announcement very soon. And then Cameron Fountain, who is a verbal commit to USC. He was one of the guys who committed in June, rush end from Georgia. He's actually using social media to encourage Edric Houston to pick the Trojans. (laughs) That's right. So I don't know what kind of sway that'll have. Nevertheless, um, you've got members of USC's 2024 recruiting class who... uh, they're doing their part, and I think that's pretty cool. And then, like I said, so we'll see. You know, USC, they were reigning verbal commitments in June. July, things kind of dried up a little bit. We'll see if that changes in August. And then there is another um, potential commitment out there. His name is Sione Lale, uh, the JC cornerback from San Mateo Junior College. He named his final three, USC, Oregon, and Miami. Look, USC might actually be able to use some NIL poll here. here. (laughs) Uh, Technically, he is a transfer, junior college, and that might put USC, give them a little bit of, of an advantage in the situation. One, we know Oregon flipped Dakota Fields away from USC. And I I have to imagine that Miami has got to be running out of billionaire John Ruiz's uh, NIL money. So (laughs) maybe uh, between that and Makai Blackman, who is an alum from San Mateo JC, played at USC for a year. Dante Williams coached him up, got him a third round draft pick. Maybe that's going to be enough. So we'll find out. Those are the three names that I think USC should be hearing from or about within uh, at least those are gonna be the next three commitments that I think are come down the line. Whether or not they get one of them, I don't know. But I know everybody loves recruiting, so I thought I'd throw that out there for you. I will be back with another episode of Locked on USC tomorrow, because we come at you five times a week. So until then, everyone.